Welcome to My Empower Project with your host, Erin Rowe. We will discuss nutrition, fitness, becoming your own boss, and just becoming better every day. I invite you to join My Empower Project as we embark, embrace, encompass, and enlighten. Hello, I met Heather in Irvine, California at the Marketing Impact Academy live event. She had attended the business conference and we met actually on a break in the lobby and we had a blast. A few <laughs> of us ended up sitting together, we took notes together, and we even may or may not have shared some late night cocktails. And <laughs> we may or may not have scared her by being in her hotel room when she opened the door, leaving us literally on the ground laughing. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was hilarious. Do you remember that now? Yeah. So we had oh, yes. those times. And that week, on top of learning a ton, we came home inspired. So welcome, Heather. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Erin. I'm honored. I wanted to talk to you about a few things. The devilish words of multi-level marketing and also Airbnb. So let's dive right in with the elephant in the room. How did you get involved in MLM, multi-level marketing business, and which one did you choose? Yes, multi-level marketing. Mine was a happy accident, really. My husband found this company on Facebook that had a naturally based hair care company. He wanted to grow his hair back. He's had trouble with balding since I've met him. And I checked into ordering it, and I found out that it was a multi-level marketing base. It didn't really freak me out, though, Erin. I know it does a lot of people, but I dove in to get the products, but then I discovered a business and I really have just enjoyed working the business end too. So for me, I love doing what I do and haven't looked back. I like how you called it a happy accident because you joined Monate and then you actually really liked the product and kept going. Is that right? Yes. I've been a hairdresser for 28 years. So I'd seen a lot of hair care come my way and it just from the get-go from the time I tried it, I was prepared to be underwhelmed and it ended up really impressing me. And it's also helped my husband. He's never going to have a huge chia pet hair, but I just, I like the health benefits to it too. That's really important to me, the naturally based, the cruelty-free. So I've been just really impressed and it's what I've been using now for almost two years straight, which is a miracle in itself. Which one do you use? Which part of the line? I know there's different ones. Oh. Gosh, you know, I'm spoiled. I have all the products. Okay. So I really, at different times of the year, I switch around. Right now, we're so dry in Montana. And so I use a lot of the hydration products. And they just keep upping their game. They really, they just came out with a new line that I haven't even gotten yet that will help with people that have severely damaged hair. And it actually helps build bonds in the hair. So I'm really excited to get a hold of that one. But I switch around all the time, just depending on what my needs are. That's amazing that it's helped your husband like that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. He's pretty excited about it. I am too. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear the good, the bad, and the ugly. How did people take to hearing about your new venture once you told them about the things you recommend? That was something I was not prepared for. I think your family should naturally be really excited for you. And a lot of my family were not, and they still are not. But then I have sisters-in-law that jumped on board with me, and we've had a blast. But the people that I thought would really embrace me, it's been the opposite. So I don't think I was really fully prepared for, I don't want to call it backlash. 
gosh, but the negativity hooked to the multi-level marketing, I just really didn't have any experience with any prior companies. I mean, I'd heard of multi-level marketing companies, but I don't think I was prepared for people being kind of down on it and making fun of it sometimes. It's so common though. And I feel like that's what scares a lot of people away or they might like tell their family, oh, I'm thinking about this. And the people closest to you might be the ones that instill the fears. What disadvantages do you see in having a home-based business? If you don't have a thick skin, I don't think you probably are cut out for multi-level marketing, just to kind of cut to the chase. I mean, you have to be able to hear rejection sometimes and not let it get to you and not take it personally. And when it's coming from your family or your closest friends, that can really add up. But I think the advantages weigh out the disadvantages. I think I've had to become a lot more not that I wasn't always scheduled with my time, but you have to really be self-motivated to have a home-based business because you can get kind of like that squirrel effect. <laughs> Sometimes you can be sitting there and you're doing well and then all of a sudden the doorbell rings or the phone rings, the distractions that we have, or, oh, I got to change the laundry and then you end up cleaning out a drawer. You just have to be able to kind of schedule time out just like you would if you were at a brick and mortar business. That's good advice to hear. And I just think people have fear in them just from hearing from outside family members or friends don't get involved in such a thing. I do Beachbody and you do Monate. We do this because we believe in the products. And if somebody didn't like a restaurant you went to, you wouldn't shy away from going back to that restaurant. So I just really encourage people to stick it out. And then the people who are in need of those products will end up helping you. I agree. And I think it does. It has to come from inside you. That's why I think picking a company that is something you really believe in. If you don't believe in that product, people are going to see right through you. You and I fell into MLMs, like you said, happy accidents. We just used the products, ended up recommending them, and then ended up in, in the business. So if you're seeking money and seeking this and that, I feel like it's not going to work for you. But if you are genuinely a fan of the product, you might as well recommend it and make a business out of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I mentioned earlier how conferences bring us such value if the right speakers are present, but it's hard to not feel overwhelmed. So <laughs> you can think back to what takeaways you got from the Marketing Impact Academy. Is there any that you implemented? First, I came home and I was exhausted. I mean, you could probably remember that, Erin. I mean, it's just, there's so much that comes at you, but it's so inspiring to be in a room with people that are all like-minded. Really do see that in the scheme of things, there's a small percentage of people that are entrepreneurial thinkers. And so it's really encouraging to be in that room. I think just being at those events is really powerful. I think you and I both connected with uh, Pat Flynn, who yeah. was a podcaster, and I love podcasts. And I get a lot from podcasts and that was a takeaway. And I'm actually working on my own podcast right now. I think there were certain elements. I really connected with that. Also just making it messy. That's one of the things that I got from Shaleen was go out there and just do it. Don't worry about if it's perfect. It's not going to be perfect, most likely. Just do it. Make it messy. Make it your own. And then it comes around. But I think so many people get stalled in fear. And then they don't do anything. Well, that has always been my issue. I have all these ideas. But then I sometimes 
have trouble implementing it. That event really helped me to just get into action. Yeah, we both came home with notebooks full of tips and tricks and to no avail, took no action on some of them, but we did start. Your brain downloads so much information for days on end. Like you said, you have to just make it messy and pick something. And I have noticed that you do live videos and that's a scary thing for a lot of ladies. Do you think that going live has helped you with your business? I am seeing the residual of it. I think more than anything, live videos get you out of your comfort zone. For me, just doing a live video, if I feel like I've helped maybe even one person with something or connected with a person, if you can't be with that person face-to-face, I think a lot of people will listen to live videos, even if part of it is to kind of make fun of you. But you know what? At least you're doing it. I think people can respect it for that, if nothing else. Absolutely. Have you done many lives, Erin? I have not. I have been staying off camera. I guess I have to get over that fear and get out of my comfort zone as well. You are a beautiful lady. You need to be doing those lives. Oh, thanks. (laughs) That brings up a good point because on social media, comparison holds so many people back. Uh, yeah. Probably more so on Instagram. Well, Instagram and especially live video because they can see the laundry in the background and you can't edit it out. Yeah. So, do you think judgment from others is a reason to maybe outweigh the potential of an opportunity like this of Monate or another? another? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I think that has held me back because I get on social media and a lot of times I'll think, oh, look at that person's life. It's so much better than mine. And you have to kind of get over yourself basically, and realize that these are tools we can use to connect with people and to not get hung up on the comparison. I mean, comparison in life, even off social media, I think comparisons are killers of ourselves. I think, and as women, we do it to ourselves worse than men. I don't know why that is, but I think we are always comparing ourselves to other women. And it's really not fair to anybody, especially ourselves. With social media, yeah, I think you just have to kind of pick a path and try to put content out that you think might help somebody and try not to look at the other person and what they're doing so much. Just stay your own course. That has helped me a little bit, but it's still a struggle. I'm not going to lie. It's always a struggle, but you just have to be stronger than the struggle. Yeah, exactly. And I think every time I do something like that, it builds a little more confidence. And there's times where I've done stuff where I've fallen flat on my face with it. And you know what? That's where the delete button on. You can always delete those live videos too. True. After they're done. You know, <laughs> I have done that. I want to ask about the negativity also. Besides comparison, negativity is a big thing in social media. We all use it. We all spend so much time on it. So we might as well use the time wisely and bring impact to those watching. And it's really fulfillment by all. Fulfilling the needs of your clients and your customers and also self fulfillment of making a difference. It comes full circle. Yes. But I think switching your thoughts from this person is trying to sell me something to does this person have the solution to the problem I'm experiencing? I think that's the first step. Do you think social media and the negativity hurt your business or do you think it overall helps your business to use social media? That's kind of a two-pronger because I've chosen Monate and there's been some negativity around the company. I think anytime people or products grow quickly, a lot of people don't like that. They maybe feel afraid. They might feel a little bit of jealousy even, I might say. And so what do they do? They start to attack it. Some things are based off reality, but some are not. I have come to find out that even when I did hair, if someone is feeling bad about something, they'll tell 10 times as many people 
as someone who is thinking positively about a product or a service. And so that's a challenge in social media too, is people tend to spread the word much more quickly if they think something is negative or if they're afraid of it and just don't like that it's growing. And I've experienced both of those things. How I've combated that is taking the higher road, trying not to engage with that because you're just, you're not going to win. Does that make sense, Erin? I mean, it's not ignoring it, but just there's some people that I could argue with till the cows come home and I'm not going to win. And I'll just, sometimes I'll just say, I acknowledge that you feel that way. I'm sorry you feel that way or just move on. It makes total sense. You have to put your energy in the right spot towards the positivity. Me personally, with the product I am selling, Like I said, I've been a hairdresser for almost 30 years. I have found this product to be the most exceptional product I've ever used. Now, does that mean that everybody loves this product? No. Does everybody love Beachbody? No. But it's funny with these businesses. like to tell people about it. I mean, they like to say negative things and... I guess I just try to take the higher road and I, and I say, you know, you're, maybe you don't like the product. That's okay, but just don't use it. That's okay. Try not to make people feel bad about it too. Cause I don't like every single product, but I also don't go out and say, oh, I don't like that soap because it smells like strawberries. I just don't use it. That's kind of how I've faced negativity and, and combating that, I guess, is just taking the high road, I guess. Take the high road, keep your head up and just keep moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to ask you a tough question, Heather, that I have heard that some of the products could, during the process of improving your hair, some of it could fall out. Are you able to address that? Yes, yes. In fact, oh, that's been a huge, you know, oh, that Monet, it makes your hair fall out, which I personally have not experienced that. I don't know anybody who's, none of my clients have experienced that. Now, that being said, I feel really badly for people that are out there in the world and have thinning hair. It's a problem that people have, and it's really, really personally tough. I don't think you're vain in saying that your hair says a lot about you and how you feel about your day is how your hair performs or how your hair looks. So that being said, as far as the negativity goes, have there been people that have had allergic reactions to it? Absolutely. Have there been people that don't like it? Absolutely. I have had people that just don't like it and have quit using it, but I have found it just to be a really exceptionally good product that has helped a lot of people. It's helped my husband. My hair is better than it's ever been. I think the company, because of our fast growth, a lot of that has been put out there. I'm going to say it. A lot of hairdressers are really not liking the product. And it's sad because I'm a hairdresser. And I think a lot of people are really missing out on a beautiful product by being scared of the base, which is the multi-level marketing. And you don't know how something's going to work for you until you try it. The amount of skincare products I've tried, I can't even count. So until you try it, you never know. Exactly. And I feel bad for the people. If people have experienced that, that's terrible. But I do know that the company has addressed that. They have put in their hours at the lab and clinical trials and all these different things to really try to make sure it's the best product that they can put out. Now, does that mean it's for everybody? Absolutely not. But I do encourage anyone out there listening, if they have had negativity, call the company and talk to them about it. And they want to make it better. They want to have that feedback from customers. They want to know. They want to make it better. There's a 30-day money-back guarantee, which I had never heard of prior to this company with any hair care company. And I think now things are leveling out a little bit too with our company's growth, but we're growing quickly. And what is it that's made of natural products? Is that what Monet is known for? 
Yeah, it's a naturally based, we're not completely organic, cruelty free. We are Leaping Bunny certified, which means there is no animal byproducts or animal testing on any of the products out there. And we launched in the UK, which is really hard to do. And we didn't have to change any of the formulations of our products. So that says a lot about the quality of the hair care that we are using, that we can launch in, in countries that have much more strict rules about what are in the products. And that makes me feel even better about it. And it's just a good quality product. And it's more than suave, but about the same in price as a lot of your other professional salon products. Oh, is it really? It's very concentrated. So an eight ounce bottle is like a liter. Oh, I didn't know that. That's good to know. Very concentrated. I know you enjoyed your career when you were a full-time hairstylist. Since you made the decision to transition to have a fully home-based business, do you have any regrets now that you're your own boss? No, I kind of thought I would, but I really have not. I don't. I'm very excited about the future. I'm busier than ever. I don't know about how you're feeling, but I feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be. And no, I'm just, I don't really have any regrets, Erin. That's great. And you get to be home with your fur babies and your animals. (laughs) I feel really, really fortunate. And I feel not having all my eggs in one basket makes me feel good too. That's great. And I do want to switch gears. Can you tell me about your life on the farm now that you're home more? Oh my gosh. Another passion of mine is rescue animals. And so we have miniature horses, chickens. I have pigs that just had a litter of piglets. That was a whole accident. That's been hilarious. Six little piglets running around my little farm. I love my animals. They keep me grounded. They're my happy place. It's really neat that I can be at home and looking out and watching my little piglets play while I'm doing reach outs or follow ups or whatever it may be. I feel really, really fortunate. That was an accident. What are you going to do with the little baby pigs? <laughs> well, I found some homes for a couple of them, and then I'm sure well, I'll have to keep one to keep. Aww. I mean, I find homes for animals, and they find me too, but a lot of people do mini pigs and stuff like that. Maybe yeah. Christmas, I'll send you little micro pig outfits. Perfect. Perfect. Dress their little piglets. Perfect. I've seen that. They don't have any outfits yet. They need some good outfits. So I did. (laughs) I saw your piglet photos, and they're so adorable. And I also saw one day you were getting a tiny house, and I was so intrigued. How did you bring that concept into fruition? Uh, Erin, my mind is like a steel trap. I swear. I have all these different things that just go through, and some things stick. We had talked about doing rentals. My husband is a builder. He's been wanting to do rentals and lo and behold this came up this playhouse that he had built for this couple they moved away and it needed to be moved so I thought well why don't we move that to our house and make it into a mini house and make it into a rental and make it kind of unique because we have a place that's really close to trails and I know there's this huge tiny house movement of people kind of intrigued by them I just thought well why not took the gamble where we could do the work ourselves it's been super fun I was able to get it up on the listing in early August which beat my time I was really excited I didn't know if I'd get it listed this year it's been really really fun I've really enjoyed that a lot more than I even thought I would, the Airbnb. How did you learn what was needed if you were allowed to have one or what regulations did you just research? You know, that good old Google. (laughs) Thank goodness for Google. If anyone out there is thinking about this, you do want to check out your local regulations, your state taxes. Airbnb helps you a lot too. If you get on their site, they 
or VRBO or whatever you decide to choose. Make sure you check into your state laws and all these different things, but it was not hard. It was a little time consuming, but it was pretty straightforward. I did most of that by myself, which I'm not a very techie person. It's been really fun. I've gotten to meet some really cool people from all over the United States and people seem to be wanting to have kind of a little adventures and good way to make some extra cash for sure. That's incredible. I can't believe how quickly you had it decorated and ready. I'm so impatient. And at one point I thought, oh, we're not going to get it done this summer. But that part, decorating and all that is something that I really enjoy. I think that's something that entrepreneurship, I don't know if you think we talked about this, you and I, that sometimes we have so many different interests, it's hard to keep ourselves focused. Yes. Enough to get something done. And that has been a challenge because I feel like I have so many interests. So I'm excited that I've gotten some things going actually and really decided to just pick something and do it and do it right and get it done. I was just thinking while you were speaking, I think being impatient could actually be beneficial to becoming your own boss because. When you want it, you just do it. You put your mind into it. You went on Airbnb, you figured out how to do it, and you got it done. I think sometimes it comes to that. I, I think a lot of us, and I know we talked about this, you go through life and you're at this job and maybe you're not super happy, but maybe not terrible, but you just know there's something bigger out there for you. And I have never been a big dreamer. And I think that's another thing that going to these events too, it, it made me realize it's okay to dream and it's okay to do something different. You don't have to pick one thing and do it for the rest of your life. You do change. You do evolve as you grow. Like I said, I'm fortunate enough to be in a position that my husband is like-minded and we've been able to do that together. And that's been really, really a fun experience. You just have to kind of one day go, okay, I'm going to just do it. And I think it's great because I think you and I have been able to, even though we only met each other for a few days, we've been able to kind of hold each other accountable almost through this. Yeah. And like you said, make it messy, but get started. And I'm glad you mentioned your husband because a lot of women that I talk to fear taking on too much especially if it's a life change or a career change, and they feel like they're being selfish and taking time away from their family dynamic and maybe less time with their significant others. You've enlisted Monet, your tiny house, this extra work into your life. To be blunt, do you see it as perks? Has it impacted your personal life? You know, my husband is very entrepreneurial minded himself. And so I can say that maybe we've always worked, 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 worked. Our challenge has always been to just every once in a while, you do have to just step away and take a day off and turn your phone off or do what you have to do to just fill up your tank again because you can get upside down in it, but I'm going to work like no one else. So someday I don't have to work like everyone else. I think now I have the ability to work hard. And so maybe someday I won't have to work as hard. Now I say work in quotations because I am doing things that I really love. So it doesn't seem like work as much either. I kind of feel like I'm doing my hobbies in a weird way, but they're making me money. I think it could be a challenge if you have someone that's not growing with you. Yeah, I do think that could be a challenge. But if you allow them and tell them why you're doing things, try to include them in the process. Don't shut them out of the process. And then like you said, I think us meeting and going to an event where there's other like-minded women, some who are deep in the trenches, some who are new to the even idea of trying something on their own at home. I think holding ourselves accountable by shooting each other a text here and there, it just makes you feel like you can do it. So I'm so glad that we kept in touch. 
Me too. I mean, it's funny how you can meet people and I don't think there's any accidents. I feel like we meet for a reason. I enjoyed meeting you right off the bat and I think we were all really learned a lot from each other. I think so too. I do have a couple of questions that I ask all of my guests here at My Empower Project just because I want to see if some things that I've added to my daily schedule are just unique to me or if it's something that does help women who want to work from home. So the first question is, do you have a morning routine and is it a vital part of your everyday? That's something I had really been lacking and that's something that I am still a work in progress, but I think I've been better is I get up, I try to get up at a good hour and when I, my alarm goes off, I get up. That comes from a book called The Five Second Rule, which has been one of my favorite self-help books. I actually listen to a lot of books because I'm always multitasking and I can listen to a book while I'm doing other things. I get up, I try not to pick up my phone right away. I give myself about an hour to get my day together and make a plan. And then I get on and do the social media or return texts. And I think that's helped me to not just get sucked into my day. I'm becoming more of a delegator of my day. Of course, I have lots of critters to take care of and all of that. So I take care of my critters, get some exercise, and I feel like then I'm ready to hit my day. So that's kind of my implementation. I try to really not get sucked into my phone right as I get up. I've been trying to plug my phone in actually in a different room than my bedroom. It helps me sleep better too because you do need your sleep and your rest. Very true. I was going to ask you if you do audiobooks or... Yes. I don't know about you, Erin, but I've done a lot more self-help, self-empowerment books. And that's something that I did not used to do. Girl, Wash Your Face. I loved oh, I the five seconds. I just love that one. You like oh, it? <laughs> I love Rachel Hollis. Oh my gosh. She's, she's such a real person and I, and I really appreciate her and just her, her book was great. Um, have you done the five second rule? Have you Mel Robbins? I know the concept of Mel Robbins, but I haven't read that one yet. Well, if you, if you do, you should get it on audible because it's, she is hysterical. You feel like you're sitting across the table with her having a cup of coffee. She's, she's just really a, I, I enjoyed listening to her book and I think it's, it's, I don't know. She's very real too. Uh, what else right now? I'm, I'm reading you're a badass at making money okay. and just got started with that. But yeah, I definitely try to always have a book of some sort, some sort of self-development or like I said, uh, downloading them so I can listen to them while I'm driving around. But yeah, definitely self-development I think is a huge, it just keeps you going too. On those days that you're feeling like, oh, I just can't do this. I think you just pick yourself up. And I think these kind of books really help you to not feel alone and just keep your course, stay your course. Absolutely. Thanks so much for your advice. Where can we find you on social media? On Instagram, I'm at Heather Hill 13. Facebook, of course, just Heather Hill. I'm working on a website that is in the works. Exciting. And also a podcast to come too. Right. So I'm excited and I'm so proud of you, Erin. Oh, thanks. I'm Thank looking you. forward to your podcast. Oh, goodness. I love podcasts. They're just my jam. And thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. And also give me the link for your Airbnb. I hope I get to stay there one night and see what animals you have at the moment. <laughs> 
tiny house forest getaway on Airbnb, Helena, Montana should get you to that. I appreciate that too. And we book from the first week of spring, which is in March to October. And we're taking bookings for 2019. All right, great. So you're already booking out for next year. Yes. Yes, I know. It's crazy. People book ahead. Who who thought? <laughs> yeah, who plans nowadays? <laughs> <laughs> who plans that far ahead? <laughs> All right. So if I want to try Monet, which line should I start with? Oh gosh, Erin. You you know, I remember you have beautiful blonde. There's so many new great products too. I love there's a new hydration, a hydro line. I think you would really like that. It's hydration without weighing your hair down. Heavenly hydrating mask, an advanced hydrating shampoo and conditioner. And then there's a serum as well that can be used on your skin or your hair. And it's fabulous. And you could find those products at Heather D. Okay, I'm going to check out the heavenly line. Doesn't it just sound heavenly? It does, especially with all the bleach I've had. I need that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You have such pretty hair. Thanks, Heather. I can't wait to listen to more of your episodes. Thank you. Have a good night, Heather. You too. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening. I'm so happy to have you as part of our posse and would love for you to comment with what topics you'd like to hear about next. You can find out more at myempowerproject.com. Tap that subscribe button so you don't miss out on the exciting guests and enlightenment to come. Have a fabulous day.